Welcome to the Claire's Angels podcast, where you can join Fallon and Rosie in conversations about navigating life through using intuition, being an empath, and so much more. So before today's episode, do me a favor and exhale that breath you didn't even know you were holding. Now, take a deep breath in and settle in for today's episode. tuned in or if this is your first time just being here with us it's, it really means a lot to us because as much as we enjoy taking these moments to talk to each other we really love that you know that this is reaching somebody at the time that they need it whenever it is um, it doesn't have to be uh, you know when this is released it can be a few years from now but whenever you're listening wherever you are you're here right now with us and that is that means the world to us because this is the reason we're you know we're doing this and we do our work individually and together is to reach whoever needs to hear it. So I first wanted to say that. Yeah, thank you so much for listening. And sorry, we're a little bit late this week. Um, I have been having some voice issues, <laughs> mainly trying to find my voice because my mic was lost. <laughs> um, we were moving back in our house. So we are finally back in our house. For those of you who listened to previous podcast or my podcast, and it has been such a long journey. But in the midst of all the boxes, I could not find my mic. And I looked and looked, I literally thought it was going to be in a box that I was not going to find for months. Like I just, and the whole time I'm sitting there, you know, asking my guides and, you know, my angels, like, where is this mic? Like, why am I not finding it? And I eventually looked in a closet and found it sitting at the top of the closet literally like with my laptop, which I also couldn't find, which I should have known that was suspect. <laughs> I, I'm like, oh, past me decided it was a good idea to, for future me to find it later. <laughs> so I put it in a safe spot. <laughs> I love when my past self was organized enough to have the sense, but then I am so disorganized or discombobulated that I'm like, well, where, where would I have been organized? Where would I have put it? You know? Yeah. And it should have dawned on me because we literally took all the like, quote unquote, important things that we didn't want to get lost in the move, mm -hmm. like my mic. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. put it in our like coat closet because we knew like we weren't going to obviously put boxes in there. Yeah. And it would be safe in there. And yes, it was very safe. It was even safe from myself. Ah, <laughs> uh, my gosh. I know I yeah. joked and I said, oh, the your the little sprites put it back because you were saying that you're going to buy a new one. They're like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> okay, long enough. Please are long enough. Joke's up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. I heard, uh, I heard, uh, I don't remember the, which book it was, but there was a story of like, you know, the spirits and since we kind of brought it up and uh, that sometimes when things are lost, they aren't actually missing. They just, they kind of sh like cover it. 
like because mm-hmm. they are that color, like they can camouflage and they kind of just shield it, you know. So I thought that was cool because it's like, oh yeah, like they don't actually move. That's why you're like, no, I freaking looked in every drawer and I looked in this drawer or I looked in my purse. I dumped everything out. How the heck is it here, you know? And it seems to just land and it's kind of like it it gets cloaked or slipped into another dimension. Who knows? But Who I'm knows? always grateful. <laughs> like when I was younger, uh, did you do this? Like pray to St. Anthony and like, mm-hmm. please missing objects, you know? So we all have our connection to to help us to, to do that. Have you ever tried dowsing? I have not. I mean, I've used like the pendulum. A little bit. Um, I was actually really into that with my great uncle who was really into feng shui before I was a feng shui consultant. Mm. And so he taught me a lot about using a pendulum to do dowsing. But as far as for like, and I guess technically now I'm formally trained in it. (laughs) If you can count that, I don't know. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But like my actual experience with it it's not a tool that is my go-to although I think it's just because I lately I've been leaning more into listening to my own intuition and like the signs that my body is giving me rather than like an external object yeah but when you're first starting out it's really a good go-to tool to use because it really does give you those yes and no's type questions that you don't always get when you are like doing an Akashic record session because a lot of times in those sessions, it's not really like a yes or a no type answer. It's like a, well, how do I do that? Or what do I need to do to make this happen? And those kinds of questions. So it's not necessarily like you'll, you may or may not get strong yeses and nos. It's always, well, it depends. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like when I'm in, in, the other realm or the records, I get more of a, of a, of a picture, like a snapshot of a story. And so Mm -hmm. then I'll have like, you know, days or weeks that I'm kind of feeling into it or deciphering it, or sometimes it answers something for me, but yeah, it's with a pendulum um, or dowsing rods or anything. It's, it's really, you're right. We are the pendulum. Mm -hmm. You know, you can kind of even see like, if you lean forward or, you know, sometimes you'll get it somewhere else, but like in your stomach, wherever it is that you feel it or the tightness of the heart or chest or throat or wherever. <laughs> I'm trying to throw it out there. It's not just one place. No, um, it's like all over. And it uh, it depends on the situation too of like where you feel it in your body. Yep. Um, yeah, because our bodies hold memory and sometimes mm-hmm. depending on that and that's that's a whole other thing with somatics right exactly but with pendulum you know i think what people freak out is that um in fact um my husband just asked me this question because i was talking about this pe- pendulum today interestingly mm-hmm. enough um <clears throat> that he asked but so then why are you like so against Ouija boards if it feels, uh, if it seems like the same, you know, because yeah. I like tarot's fine, like all these things, I like I'm fine with. But I told him, um, well, let me explain the pendulum first for me or for everybody. Is um, it doesn't move by itself. It's picking up the subtle energy that you're putting through your hand, your finger, and you usually use it on your non-dominant hand because 
then you're not going to purposely like move it, you know, Mm. Um, but people can do it different ways and you attune it and you find your yes or no, what's going to be different for everyone. And you can start with like, is my name? And then yes or no, you can kind of swing it first so that it can, um, it can start moving if it's just dead. Cause sometimes you're holding it really stiff and you don't know, and you got to get comfortable, but know that it is you moving it, but it's so subtle. It's also helps kind of like what we do in hypnosis or any kind of theta healing, whether it's going through the Akashic records or anything like that, uh, any kind of theta brain state, meditation, trance, um, shuts down that like monkey mind that always wants to just like, yeah, but yeah, but what if, and trying to figure it out so that now you get that quick yes or no. So that's really what, how the pendulum works and how these modalities work. You can do it with like your hand shifting and some people do it with like, if their body sways forward or different things like that. Um, Because we are electromagnetic beings, right? So Mm -hmm. we're going to react But for me, the Ouija board, and you can share your story. I know when I was a kid, you know, and we mess around. And I say a kid as a teenager, uh, you know, that's what I mean. But I found that um, whenever anything has been imbued with chaotic, dark energy, it has opened up a portal to something that wasn't already there that allowed whatever wants to come through to come through because most kids will just say is there somebody here is there anyone in the room and deep down they're kind of inviting something i want something exciting i want something scary to happen right but they're not Mm -hmm. thinking about like now you just let that in you know and i Mm -hmm. really feel like this is my personal feeling like as a kid and everything like i still feel this way if you're watching something really dark and demonic like even on tv like you're allowing that energy in yeah i definitely was a kid that was i watched a few scary movies but i think what it was is like i felt that dark energy come in Mm -hmm. and i did not like that feeling and so like even to this day like scary movies are just not my thing like i'm it's i'm just like nope i don't need to invite any of that in i'm good i'm the same (laughs) and like you know the kids and my oh come on and i'm like not just scary like um like 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 demonic or satanic but like murdering anything mm-hmm. that does with torturing kids like any of that I'm just like no yes like, and I, that was something that I whenever before I went through like I guess you call it my spiritual awakening and stuff as I was older I had to stop listening to like all the crime junkie podcast type yeah. shows because it was like I so oh my gosh okay so this was one of the first times that I not first times but this was one of the most vivid connections that I've had with a spirit that was not my ancestors Mm. and it was through listening to a podcast like that where they were talking about this little girl that had got murdered and like she legitimately like that was one of the very first times that the clear audience was so clear that she literally like told me the killer's name Oh, like as you were listening to like, it. Like, no, this was later. Like, this oh, was like, gosh. 
like she like attached to me because of that, because she knew that I was able to communicate and I was able to tell her story. Yeah. And, um, it was, and she literally, and my sister who also is very intuitive as well, like picked up on her as well and used both of us to have her story come out. Mm -hmm. And it, it did scare me at the time. I'm not going to lie because that was something that I didn't invite in. It's something that just happened because I was exposing myself to those types of vibrations. And, but I mean, on the flip side of it, like it really opened up all of my Claire's, like as far as for a Claire audience and like um, Claire cognizance, clairvoyance, like all of those things just really opened up because I was able to really connect with this little girl. And I don't know what it is, but like, there's also this, like, I feel like children aged spirits tend to get drawn to me for some reason. Um, I don't know if it's just like the vibes that I'm putting off or whatever, but that is not the only time that kids have, you know, have come into contact with kids as spirits. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, that was, it just like popped into my mind as far as for like being exposed like putting yourself in those types of vibrations where you're aligning with spirits that you aren't inviting in that don't have good manners, I guess is the best way to put it. Um, Because that's what happened was I was listening to that podcast about this little girl that got murdered and they were talking about her case was unsolved and like all these things. And I was able to actually look up on the internet, like the case and look at like, what ended up happening is the person who was convicted was not the actual killer Mm. and the person that was the killer was still out there. And that's why she was like not at rest. Um, and so like, yeah, it was just wild. I mean, (laughs) did you ever like do any other investigating to see if, um, or to share what your findings were? Yeah, like I submitted on like the hotline or whatever it was like for her case that like this is really what was going on. But at the time, like technically, as far as the police records go, the case was solved. Yeah, yeah. So and yeah. And, you know, uh, you did everything that you felt you needed to. Yeah, I mean, and she moved on. Like I helped her to after her story was known to myself and my sister and to, you know, whoever read it on the hotline and all that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff. Like she felt at peace enough that she was able to move on, but it was definitely like a lot of trauma that was still left for her. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's a good example of like, um, even just how we started today that we leave, like when we, speak or just our emotions or anything right um they don't go away like it's not like we spoke these words and then they like dissolved and then they're gone like they're always the frequency is always out forever and they can be like caught and i feel like that's kind of like what happens is we we are so hypersensitive that we're able to like walk into or like catch the the words the sound the impression that moment that frozen moment that that needs to be cleared really and mm-hmm. and 
or heard or witnessed or worked through. And yeah, I think um, it is scary uh, when it wasn't something that you were looking to do, like mm-hmm. you were you know, uh, working on that or even knowing that probably you could really do that uh, or admitted that yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would just say that that also happens to people in your regular life. So remember that we leave impressions on each other because we, we, we like the heart and you know, heart math Institute has done measurements of what the heart, what we can feel, right. What we can cast out mm-hmm. and what we can actually feel. And it's huge. And so just a reminder that if there's somebody in your life, like a, a, a person that's, you know, a, a three-dimensional, I, I'm not going to say real, yeah. <laughs> like it's all real, but yeah. um, that that also can affect you. So if, if, if somebody's surrounded by negative or toxic environment, work, mm-hmm. relationships, whatever, that that is also something to start there. Just like what we talked about before, like start in your home, start with you, start in the center, because that will also attract uh, that kind of energy to you from all different places. So if you're messing with something that, you know, if you, if you're very upset with like a coworker and you're just like hateful and you gossip and all these things, like that is also attracting that kind of energy. And and you don't realize that you bring that home. (laughs) And then when you start like having the door shut and things like that. It's like you attracted that. So at, mm-hmm. as powerful as you are, and that might feel scary at first, just realize what a powerful being you are that you can also clear it. So like not coming from the place of fear. And sometimes you need, we all need an outside person to help see our blind spots. And sometimes it is reaching out to somebody like Fallon or myself or somebody else that you connect with that you feel like can help you to raise your frequency to do this. Because let's mm-hmm. face it, when you're in that situation, you're like fight or flight and you're scared. Exactly. You know? So sometimes it's just having somebody else like remind you, but know that um, I really feel like no matter what it is, if it's not something that you're comfortable doing on your own, there is somebody that can help, but know that you also can, it, it's also because you're helping to raise that, clear that. Um, yeah, just that, that is a huge thing that I know is when I'm in my day to day, my energy and the way I am really affects what my house feels like, what, you know, my work feels like all that stuff. So connected. Yeah. And I think that's a theme that for me has been coming up a lot as far as for how you were talking about when other people that you hang around and you are around a lot, like dim your light and doing things that raise your vibration, raise your frequency and bring you back and raise you the level of your light, like up leveling your light so that you can be a beacon for others. And, but it doesn't even have to be that that's your goal. It can be that you're starting out to raise your frequency and be the light, but you're being a light for yourself first. And I think that's something that we all need to really 
hone in on is being a light for ourselves first before we're a light for others. Because if you can't shine your light the brightest by working on yourself, then other people won't see it. Mm -hmm. So it all goes back to like how, you know, you are where everything starts because like how we were talking about with the pendulum and everything, like, yes, you know, it's an external tool that you're using, but ultimately everything, all the answers that are coming out of that pendulum that you're visually seeing are ultimately coming from within. And that is such an important point to remember that everything comes from within. So when going back to how I attracted the little girl spirit from listening to the podcast. It's like I was in a lower level vibration to the point where she knew that I didn't have that boundary set up where I allowed that energy in. Exactly. And so it's one of those things where you need to set those boundaries and you need, and that can be something that's very scary when you first start opening up to all of this is because you don't have those boundaries in place. And so anything just comes at you. Mm -hmm. So practicing putting up those boundaries, and it can be as simple as asking your angels and guides to just say, look, this is not the kind of energy that I want to attract. Exactly. Like do not allow that to come into my life. Mm -hmm. And it's as simple as that. And that request will be honored. Yeah. I mean, that is something that, for example, when I was first starting out on like my social media pages and stuff, like I kept getting all these like spam comments and like all this spam, you know, messages and all this stuff. And at first I was like, well, I mean, maybe it's like, okay, you know, like whatever, you know, maybe if I ignore them, it'll go away. But what ultimately I realized was that I was allowing that frequency to come into my business and into my Instagram page and my Facebook and whatever it was, you know. And when I asked my angels and guys to say, look, this is not the type of energy that I want to attract. Since then, I literally have none of that. Mm -hmm. But I've changed nothing. Mm -hmm. Like I literally changed nothing. But it was just the fact that I asked and said, no, this is not acceptable. That's not what I want. You know, and it's as simple as that. It really is. Yeah. And and that's how that's how you practice being invisible. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, in, in, uh, as an introvert, you know, I, I uh, didn't realize that that's what I was doing. But, you know, when you don't want to be seen, you can kind of put a cloak of invisibility on you and it just, you know, you, you kind of push that out and but I think then sometimes you forget and then you're like oh I'm not being noticed it's like oh yeah I put this on let me take it off you know um but and also if that seems too far stretched in the beginning like yeah okay I asked my angels but like I'm still seeing it it's it's good to have something that um reminds you so you can after actually imbue something like a an amulet or talisman um those are two different things but essentially uh it, it can be like a necklace that you have that's really symbolic you like put that on while you're while you're praying and while you're speaking you know um to to have some sort of boundary and clearing and protection uh if you if you feel connected and you have another symbol across or or star david or or anything um 
beautiful allies that do major clearings are crystals and rocks, right? You know, mm-hmm. you can just go, f- d- don't worry so much about like, well, which one's for what? Go in, see which one feels good, which one feels pretty and, you know, carry that with you. You can make a necklace of it, bracelets. They make them out of that, you know, stones, anything that kind of reminds you so that, you know, you have allies all around everywhere. Mm-hmm. But it helps to really, you can rub on it and kind of feel it, you know, like I'm all, I'm all about like anything that works, works, you know, but that, you know, that it's like Dumbo's magic feather. You don't need that because it is in you, right? Exactly. Um, but, uh, But these are really great ways I found in the beginning to really help me to like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm protected. They're just reminders. Yeah, I definitely leaned into a lot of crystals and things like that for protection purposes when I was first starting out because I didn't know how to ask for those boundaries to be put in place. Um, and but it was it's like Rosie was saying, it's like I would go for a lot of like necklaces and bracelets are usually kind of my go-to or rings. I mean, I guess that kind of covers most of the <laughs> jewelry pieces. <laughs> but anyways, as you can tell, I like them. <laughs> but it would be one of those things where like, especially necklaces, I would sit there and just kind of like use my thumb and my forefinger and just like rub on it while I was having the moments where I felt like my boundaries were being crossed. Mm. And it was just that physical reminder that I was protected. Yeah. And that was all that mattered. It was the thought of like, I'm protected and that put up the boundary for me, you know, and it didn't have to be me actually like consciously asking. Or, you know, it's another, oh, go ahead. That's why we, we have video on you guys. Exactly. Because uh, we will go on and on and then. Uh, 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 I know I get overexcited. There's so many times where Rosie's like going, I'm like, yes, yes, yes. And I'm like, okay, remember to say this. (laughs) I never get to it. I know. It comes back around because then you're like, it does. When when it's needed, it comes back. Yeah. Exactly. Um, I was going to say that another really powerful thing and a simple thing, and I think this, you both and I, both you and I are huge on, on this one, I think, because there's so many layers to it, especially in the way we're teaching and the things that we do, but color, Mm, like, yes, a color that resonates with you. It, It can be one that you look up and like, which one is my power color, you know, and all of us mm-hmm. have different ones. And it's like, it's, of course, mine's red, fire. Obviously. You know? <laughs> I was about to say, yeah. if it's not, we have a problem. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, you know, and, and it, it's, it doesn't have to be like, if you look up, what does red mean? If it's not what you, you know, what it says in the definition, it's okay. It's your relationship with it. It might be that you remember roses and that, that reminds you of mother Mary, or that reminds you of like somebody loving you or, or your wedding bouquet was roses or whatever. It pick a color and you can wear that color. It can be a shirt, a scarf, whatever. And so that's a great way, or even asking, please, remind me whenever I need this reminder and then scan around and find red or whatever color you picked. And I promise you all of a sudden you're going to like see it everywhere and it's just going to be showering you. So those are the 
best ways to invite in all these messages is color because it's everywhere. And that's how we see. Sometimes we can do, you know, okay, I want a red rose and be a little more specific. But I think putting on putting it on and really like this is I'm owning this this is what I'm doing it's like your your cloak right you know exactly um and that's how you like practice working with the different ways to really heighten your clairs Mm -hmm. because then you will start I mean, colors have different frequencies. So sometimes you'll hear what the color feels like or sounds like. See, I'm like, like, it was so funny. I'm literally like thinking the same thing. Or or what the color smells like, like all these things. You can invite that in, sit outside, even just like the flower. Like, okay, we'll just use rose again, like smell the flower. So then when you feeling whatever it is that you need a, sh- a change in frequency, whether it's protection or you want to feel loved, just remember what, like, I, I'm sure everybody right now is like smelling roses, you know, like, mm-hmm. remember what that smells like. What do they feel like? Just if, especially plants are wonderful flowers, plants, you know, rocks. These are our ancestors and our allies too, you know, and they are in us. We, we have that all in ourselves too. We are all the elements. So Anyway, I'll stop talking because I could tell that you <laughs> you've got plenty and I want to hear. Yeah. So when you were talking about uh, colors and crystals and all these things, it brought up the course that we were, or part, one of the courses that we were talking about doing where we were going to do, um, talk about how frequencies and how like the actual structure of the molecules. And so in case you're wondering, my background is in engineering. So I'm about to nerd out on you. So I apologize in advance. But um, yeah, so basically like the actual crystal crystal lattice structure of crystals, the way that they vibrate, um, you know, in relation to other things, like you actually can measure the difference in the frequency of the vibration of what, you know, a quartz crystal puts out versus what a, um, like jade crystal puts out. And because what it is, it's like the actual crystal structure, like the way that the, the lattice is actually laid out in the crystal is different. And so if you actually, like if you, measure the frequency of the quartz crystal versus a jade crystal, like they're completely different. And so that's why whenever you're wearing that or you're putting that near your body, your body is going to naturally attune to that frequency because the crystal is stuck. Like it's going to be stuck in that vibration, but your body is full of water. And Mm -hmm. so your body is going to attune to that vibration of the crystal and same goes with like color and all these things, because we think of all these things as being solid objects, but they're really not. So we can actually change the way that the molecules vibrate next to each other by incorporating different colors next to our body. And it all has to do with like the mind-body connection of like how you're bringing in, like if you see some color your mind actually has an emotional reaction and like hormonal reaction to that color. And that's why like, so picture you walk into a house and it is painted all white. 
you're going to have a very different reaction if you walk into the house and it's painted all black. It's completely opposite spectrums. One has all the light spectrum in it. The other has none. So it's one of those things where you can pretty much like change the way that you feel by incorporating all of these things into your life. And and that's why when Rosie was saying that you can feel into what color and what crystal and what whatever it is, what that means to you, the reason that it, it's different for different people is that everybody is like their own tuning fork, their own, they're vibrating at their own frequency and not at someone else's frequency. So when you bring an object near your body or you see an object, you're going to have a different reaction in your body than someone else. And so that's why it's so individualized of like what we actually need and we need to really pay attention to how our body feels, not what other people tell us we should feel. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And I love <laughs> out so much. Like, you know that I'm like, yes, give more. Like, it, it's just the affirming the wisdom. Like you, you can't deny this. This is, this is real. This has been proved like it's science, right? Like mm-hmm. it's, it's, and it, it helps to lean into it more and like, oh, it explains that's why I feel this way. So that it's not just me making it up, like that you feel like, yeah, but I feel like I need this. And it's, it's just like what we've learned in feng shui. Like it, it's whatever it is that may need the correction. It's just, it's, it's a mirror and it's showing you what areas to work on to then enhance or to minimize. Like that's it. Mm -hmm. That's all this life is. It's like, and when you were talking about this, it's funny, like, because to me, color immediately, I think of hair, you know, hair, licensed hairdressers. Like I, I, I know the power of changing my I change my hair color almost every week you know and and just (laughs) every uh, time I see her I'm like what color is it gonna be today (laughs) I think since I was 12 I've been coloring my hair so like you know uh and and even like a haircut or anything like how different you feel and it's one of those like are you wearing it or is it wearing you like are you like are you uncomfortable and it's beyond you so no matter what it is like we'll just use haircuts as an analogy or hair color it might be great but if it's not you're not comfortable in it then it's not you know then it's not for you so it's the same maybe that's like a oversimplification but that's how I saw it like when somebody came in and would ask for a certain hairdo but I would say like but your hair is totally different texture are you going to spend three hours in the morning to either straighten it or curl it, whatever, you know? And the answer was like, no. And it's like, well, then let's make you like enhance you. Let's balance you. And I can go, I can geek out on all that about, you know, the shape of the head and the, and the, the shape of the cut and all the stuff and how color changes the lighting and all and the dimensions. But ultimately it's um, when you were saying that about like the different levels. So I think everybody, has seen hair color done, whether you color your hair or not, uh, we can see that that's why if ever anybody's played with box color from the market, tisk tisk tisk, <laughs> um, uh, that you might grab a color and you're like, 
you have brown hair and you grab blonde and then you're orange now. (laughs) And the reason is because just like what you just said about that is we all have different starting levels of hair color, like the the darkness to the lightness. So of course it's going to be different for everybody. Um, So with that, like, know that we are so unique from everything from our hair color to the way we react to rocks and crystals to plants to each other that that's how special and different we are so we don't need to compare ourselves like I don't get like of course I'm like man that person has like Fallon has amazing gifts and abilities but to me it's like yummy and I'm like yes you know we're like doing the work we're just different superheroes like we can't all exactly. be the same we're not supposed to like even if we have we can list oh I do that I do that like totally different on how we approach it how we enter it and it's because we are different frequencies and remember that yes other things can tune us but kind of like when you have ice and you have hot water and you put it in there is it that the hot water melted the ice or that the ice is cooling down the hot water like it's a, <laughs> it's a little bit of both right it is both because it's on a spectrum it's not like you said it's not like this solid thing that is that is that and that is that we know these things like because we've seen it but then when it comes to our gifts and our abilities we don't believe it and we don't trust it but just know that that exchange with that rock ally that you've chosen that crystal that you are also it is taking what it needs away from you because you've asked it to do that but also you can love it and you know and and give it energy by thanking it is enough and then you've raised each other so you're both becoming this wonderful Mm. lukewarm bath together (laughs) Exactly. And one thing I thought of while you were saying that is that um, the idea of cleansing your crystals is really important because like you were saying, the crystal pulls whatever it needs to out of you that you've asked it to. And there are some crystals that all of that energy kind of gets stuck in that lattice work like I was talking about. And so it's really important to um, cleanse your crystals. Not all of them need to be cleansed because of the different structures of the crystals, but it's always a good practice to do it anyways. Um, and it's also kind of one of those things where you're honoring that crystal or the rock for like helping you, right? Exactly. Um, so you're giving back to it because you, one of the things that um, one of our feng shui, feng shui teachers um, taught us is that there is no giver and there is no receiver. And so I think it's really important to have that circular type relationship with that so that you can give back to that crystal what it gave to you. Mm-hmm. So one of the, like, I think two of the main ways you can do that is to use um, salt that can help, or you can also just put it out in like the moonlight or the sunlight and that will help as well. I don't know if you have some other ways that you do it, Rosie. You can also kind of, yeah. Yeah. And I know like I have friends who are 
experts at this and they'll talk about different crystals have different things and what they need. Um, and you can ask it, you know, uh, like they, they're, they're of the earth and they've been around longer than you have. They're not, yeah. they're <laughs> hard, you know, um, <laughs> just think of it as like, would you like to be bathed, you know, maybe even running it underwater or putting it just giving it a break, putting it aside, like, you know, even mm -hmm. around other crystals, like maybe you yeah. have one that kind of like, okay, I'm going to put you aside. You can put it out on the earth. Uh, you know, just different things like having that relationship, start with one thing, whether it's a plant, a flower, a tree with something in, in, in your yard already. It doesn't have to be a fancy one. Go out for a walk and find a rock that speaks to you, you know, um, and you don't have to keep it with you. It might be your power spot where you're like this nice big boulder that you sit in and you exchange with it that way. Um, yeah, don't be so afraid. I, I, I find that a lot of times when we start things, we want to make sure we're honoring it and doing it the right way. Um, but if it comes with integrity and respect, the more you learn, you're going to, you're going to ask questions and you trust yourself and you, you might find somebody who's, who's, um, who's worked with them longer, but don't be afraid so much to like, get it wrong. Just, just, you know, if you're, if you're honoring it by not just immediately saying like, well, I have this one crystal, therefore, I'm going to claim I'm this crystal expert and like you know, <laughs> that, that that's a different thing. But um yeah, just uh it, that's the invitation to research and to learn. You're you're it's becoming your teacher. Mhm. Mm yeah, a lot of times what I'll do when I'm picking out a new crystal or a rock or whatever it may be, um I will intuitively pick it out first, not knowing what it is or what it's supposed to mean. And then I'll look it up later and be like, Oh, that's why I picked that. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like an Oracle card. Like, you exactly. know, like, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's actually how I picked out the ring that I have. Oh, no, I don't have it on cause I took off all my rings, but oh. <laughs> I was like, hey, it's on my thumb. No, it's not <laughs> just kidding. But that's, um, I was in a crystal shop in, Blue Ridge, Georgia. Um, and I just was like, oh, let me see which one feels really good. And then I just picked that one and turns out it was Jade. Didn't even know. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I have a Jade necklace. Yeah. Amazing. Um, you can also look up like your, your birthstones are great um, because they have that connection to you. Um like ancestral stones that mm -hmm. the, the, those are other connections, um, an heirloom. And if you're going to, just like we said, everything has impression. So whether it's a pendulum, cause the, the crystals, you know, they make pendulums out of that, um, mm -hmm. or it's a family heirloom or anything like that. Even if it's somebody you love that passed it down by you giving it respect and kind of clearing it doesn't mean you're taking away all the other person's love. Like you're just saying like, this is like a transfer of hands and energy so that now it's become, you know, make it, make it a fun symbolic like ritual of it to take your time and, and just like commune with that. But 
if you did buy something from like an auction or antique and something really called to you, I would say have it outside first. Um, maybe have it in the moonlight. Um, just, you know, have that intention that Earth's going to clear anything that may be attached to it that is not going to serve you, is, is not, mm-hmm. it doesn't belong. And, and trust that that is going to work, putting it in water, consecrating the water by blessing it, all that is valid or, or salt, you know, all these things. So yeah, I can there was, on it. yeah. <laughs> One thing that came up while you were talking is I found a like wooden, like beautiful little like drying rack for my laundry room. And it was an antique from who knows where, but it was one of those things where I'm like, I really need to bring this home. And it has like, it's been amazing. Like I'll use it all the time now, but I did honor that transition of energy where it was becoming mine. And I used incense to actually clean it. Mm, that's clear it. One. Yeah. 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 And you can also, you can like chant mantras or whatever it is while you're oh, doing that. Um, the other thing that I think I did on this one, and I kind of do this sometimes too, it's a really simple one, is while I was using the incense, and you can do this on yourself too, it's like um, I'm removing any negative energy that is not for my highest good, and I'm replacing it with light and love. Mm-hmm. Like just saying that while you're doing it is enough. Exactly. And, and and don't be afraid to just whatever comes out, make it up. Mm-hmm. You can write it. You can uh, write it on a piece of paper and then put that and then the object on it. There's mm-hmm. all kinds of things. Like play with that. Like see what feels right. And uh, just trust that it works. You're doing it, you know, because it's the same as if you move into a new house. Mm-hmm. It's that, that you're, you're clearing any old energy that was in there, any, anything that was left there that, you know, and I know a lot of times you just gotta, if you moved in and you're not thinking about it, you can still do it after the fact. It's never too late to do it. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. And good old fashioned, like we know good old fashioned, like actually physically cleaning the house is a clearing is a limpia. Like that is why (laughs) it's called that, you know, like that's opening the windows, getting like, but when you open them, having the intention of like, I'm letting all the old energy out and I'm clearing, you know, and put on music, seeing, oh my gosh, we can, I think next time we'll talk about the vibration of sound. Ooh, yes. Let's do that. So yeah, this one, I think uh, we definitely always, I know I will always speak of feeling just because that's my strongest Claire. Mm. But I think today talking about um, the exchange and vibration, but also of the scene of the color is that's a great way to tap into your Claire voyant um, is to have that, like, may I see this color every time I need, and then just start, in your periphery, you're going to start seeing it. You're going to start tuning into it. And that's a really good practice to do for this week. Until yes. next time. Until next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs> I thought you were going to say something. I thought you were too. I was like, okay, wait, is there more? all right we're obviously goofy so thanks for tuning in this one was a bit longer but i think it was good i think um 
we had a lot to say. You definitely, we missed uh, this, you know, we were kind of late. So I think we needed, we wanted to give a bonus. (laughs) Share a bit more. Give a more. (laughs) Yeah. So let us know if you see, you know, down below, you can fill out a a quick little, um, just, it's a little form, you know, that you can record your voice and we can hear you, or you can just type it up, but we'd love to hear anything that you want to want us to talk about, or if you have any questions or ideas or shares, if you tell us what your favorite color is, and if you practice this, or if you have a favorite rock or crystal, um and and the meaning of it and maybe we'll bring it up next time yeah i'm so excited i can't wait yeah can't wait to hear from you till you next time bye bye hey we hope you enjoyed today's episode as much as felon and i enjoyed recording it and sharing our conversation with you hit subscribe and you can find out when the next episode arrives but a better way to do that is subscribing to our newsletter details are below that way we can send you when our latest offerings are you can also help others find us by submitting a five-star review right here where you're listening and then we are more searchable details on how to reach out to felon and i individually are also below in the show notes until next time